Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So really, really excited for today. Uh, this lady has blown up during lockdown. So today's guest is Kiki Nugent. So Kiki is Kiki, at Kiki Fit on Instagram. She's the owner of Kiki Fit and promotes balance, uh, promotes empowerment for women as well. And that's why I wanted to get her on as someone who mainly coaches, well, 95% of my clients are, are females. I wanted to get Kiki on to talk about kind of moving people away from kind of the stigmas of certain diets uh, and then talk about her own nutrition, her own training, all that kind of stuff. She's an online coach and has a BSc in sports science from DCU. And Kiki has done loads and loads of online workouts during lockdown. I'm not, I'm not surprised that everything is blown up for her. So Kiki, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Shane. I'm really excited now for this chat. But I'm going to let you talk about your story, Kiki, about your fitness journey itself. Because I know I saw transformation pictures of yourself recently from when you first started out to where you are now. Uh, and it's it's all credit to yourself. It's a completely different mindset as well as physique. So I'm going to let you talk about that. Yeah, so basically I started my fitness journey with not a clue. Like I hadn't a clue. And I remember going to the gym, having all this information that I read online and I just didn't know what was what, where was anything. I had no structure. I had nothing. Um, I suffered from an eating disorder when I was younger. So that obviously had a massive role to play in my like mental health and basically how I viewed my body and how I viewed, you know, my food and stuff like that. So since then, I've obviously come a long way and I've like completely, I feel so like, I just don't feel like that same person anymore. Like I do feel my like mental health and my entire like view on my body on food has completely changed. I completely like educated myself. I got a bachelor's in sports science, uh, a certificate in training and nutrition. And I just feel like that has completely altered how I view food and how I view my body and how I help my clients do that too, if that makes sense. Because I feel like there's a lot of information out there. Um, and that's the reason why when I first started, I hadn't a clue. I was so overwhelmed with the amount of information, but incorrect information on the internet that I just fell into this like, kind of like, I don't know, spiral of not really knowing what was what. So since then I've like educated myself. I've like competed. I coached hundreds of women. And that's kind of like my little story. You talk about kind of educating yourself, like what kind of information sources did you go to when you're kind of like when it wasn't the proper information and what information sources have you gone to to educate yourself? So I obviously studied a bachelor's in sports science and health um, and the main kind of what basically in. Just, sorry, that's my dog. Hmm? Um, sorry, she's very annoying. But basically, I like there's a lot of incorrect information out there. And I do, I say this to everyone that you have to take what you see and read on the internet with a grain of salt. My approach to it is if you can't back it up with a peer reviewed paper, then maybe it's not correct. So everything that I kind of like believe in would be from my degree, like from learning from my lecturers and learning from people who like have doctors in special, like specialized sections, if that makes sense. Cause I feel like there's a lot of information out there and it can get really, really overwhelming for people. Like you hear, you should be on no carbs, high carbs, low this, low that. And I just feel like no diet works what, like best for one person that it is something like it's a trial and error process, if that makes sense. So like, I feel like through educating myself through like reading articles and then just 
continuously just staying on top of like what's new in the industry has like really, really helped me kind of broaden my mindset with like fitness and training. Like you talk about the kind of the, the peer reviewed stuff for someone who isn't kind of into that whole peer review side of things because you can't eat, you can eat so get, you can get bogged down in it so much. It's like as soon as you open a wormhole of it, mm. it just it go you go down somewhere. Um, but is there certain diets that you've seen, certain style of diets and stuff like that that you would try to push people away from, whether they be certain brands or is there certain diets that you've seen people rebound pretty bad from? I think anything that is restricting your eating, so anything to do with like, like any sort of restrictive eating isn't going to be healthy and it's not maintainable. Like, obviously you could do a restrictive eating diet for like two weeks. GG, stop it. Sorry. Obviously you can do like a crash diet for two weeks and then you rebound out of it and it's not good for your mental health either. So things like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, I don't really recommend. They're just not something that I, you know, I just don't think it's like a good way to look at your training and your nutrition, especially because they don't do the training aspect of it. And for someone who has kind of come from, say, a eating disorder background, how did you kind of get into the realm of then competing? Because I know from having people on before, a lot of people can rebound pretty badly from the the, the bodybuilding side, but that's potentially yeah. their relationship with themselves and their food beforehand. How did you kind of get into that yourself? Yeah, I just think that like the reason why I really did well with competing um, and not rebounding badly is because I had such a good relationship with food and my body. So at this point, like I completely come out of the eating disorder. I have no like I had no like issues with food, no issues with my body, nothing. So I went in in a really good place when I was competing and I was perfectly happy leaning down, but then I was also perfectly happy to reverse diet out of that, like, and do it like, well, I didn't have any issues with food, which was like a good thing for me because I done, I have, I've had, had years of like food issues and food related issues. And then because I'd spent so much time like working on my mental health and working on like my relationship with food and my relationship with training that like competing was easy to me because I have no problem being lean and I have no problem being not out of shape, but not in like contest lean shape, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it, like we were talking off air, it's, it is, it's a very, very different lean. It's some fine, very uncomfortable. I've had a bad experience myself of kind of getting photo shoot lean, lean but then bodybuilding lean is the next level. Yeah, and exactly. it, it, it is an extreme. Um, and you, you like, we all try to promote balance because we generally deal with general population, which is John and Mary down the road. Mm. How, why is balance different for everyone? Because I mean, that's the biggest part people struggle with when they are doing anything, whether it's work, whether it's dieting, whether it's life, we all struggle with balance. Why do you think balance is very, very different for everyone? I just think like my sense of balance might be different from your sense of balance. So you just have to find like what works for you. So I find with any of my clients, like, that I work with, like I, as you said, I work with people that are just normal people. I work with a few competitors, but I work with like mainly normal kind of like normal girls that just want to be in shape and look good, but also have a life and enjoy life. So that's why I think it is really important to not get too bogged down, like by the scales or by like, like by like 
you know, like tracking your macros or anything like that. I think what I like when I put clients into a plan, it's like really, really easy going. You know, we have a cheat meal once a week and it's finding that balance. Like I'll never, I always say it's my clients, but I said, I'll never say no to like you going out to a social event. Like I think it's really important that you have that aspect, that social aspect of your life as well as having, you know, you know, sticking to plan and making your goals. But that's why I think it takes a while. And I think it's like a trial and error process. But you once you find it, it is easy. But it's like finding that balance between, okay, so I'll go to the gym for an hour today. And then tomorrow, I'm not going to feel bad about going out with my friends for dinner, because it's not an issue. Do you find kind of using the kind of the language around kind of like a cheat meal can Mm -hmm. be be kind of a negative towards See, I don't know. Like, I ca- also call them free meals or meals off plan. But um, I don't know. Maybe cheat meal is, like, a negative connotation. But to me, I'm just, like, that's just what I call it. Whereas, like, if I'm saying it to my clients or something, I'll be like, oh, have a free meal or a meal off plan, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas, like, it's always been a cheat meal to me because it's, like, ingrained in my head from, like, bodybuilding and prep that, like, oh, I get my cheat meal this week. Um, it's just something that, like, kind of, like I say, no, because like it, no, it, it's exactly what you've said. Like it is very a bodybuilding term. Mm. Um, I think I don't know as as a nutritionist, it, it's one of those things. If I had hair, I would have pulled it out by now. Every time I hear it, it's one of those those words that kind of just irks. Because I know from a lot of people that I have would and who I do who I work with on a daily basis would come from say a not so great relationship with food mm. so i work a hell of a lot on turning their, their the language so if they're sending me a message or if they send like an emoji what's like if they send their progress picture and it's like a upset or like a sad face i'm kind of like it's your body like you need to be kind of like trying to accept it a little bit more and trying to tweak your mindset around things yeah. because i think that's the biggest problem for a lot of people they don't accept who they are they don't accept what they are and then they expect that they'll be i'll be happy when i look a certain way oh yeah 100 percent. like i always say it to people and i say it a lot on my instagram that like i've been there where like i'm like i will be happy at this weight and then you get to the weight and you're not going to be happier at a certain weight like you're you have to be happy in your body and a weight isn't going to like increase your happiness if anything if you're dropping weight you'll probably be a little bit more upset because it's like you know if you're like really lean so like a weight isn't going to make you happy it's not going to like make your day you just have to be happy in yourself and that's like where it comes from like the confidence side of things and it's also about not comparing your journey to someone else's and we, we can we can do that so much you've spoken there about kind of the scales and stuff like that have you got any advice for girls in particular like guys do struggle with it as well but girls in particular to try and get their mindset away from the with the scales honestly like I always say this like pictures take your progress pictures you might not want to but they are such a good comparison because say for example I get this all the time where I have girls and they're like checking in their weights up and I'm like put the pictures together and they look 10 times better and I'm like you're on you, you might have been a bit stressed you could be on your period you could be had a bad night's sleep and that's why your weight is a little bit up it doesn't mean you've gained weight so like there's no point in putting your worth on a number on the scales because the scales is so temperamental especially as girls like your weight goes up it goes down it goes up you get stressed up down so I just think the best way to track your progress is how you're feeling in your clothes and how you're looking in pictures and then just general how you're feeling confident wise like if you feel like your jeans are a little bit looser like that's the like little that's what I like to look for 
that my do you feel do you feel it's like a miseducation system kind of lacking somewhere in kind of the at the beginning of someone's journey or in school and stuff like that because it wasn't taught to me i'm 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 a little bit older than kiki but it wasn't taught to me in school about kind of like nutrition it wasn't taught to me about kind of dieting and stuff like that it wasn't on the curriculum so do you think there's a there's an area that can be improved in kind of that education side of things for for people when they are kind of growing up i definitely think so because I have been really fortunate. Like I had a really great PE teacher that did like half PE and then she did some sit down classes and she used to be like really, really into sports psychology and mindset around training. And I remember her saying, if you go into the gym with a weight loss goal, it's not going to be long lasting. You have to go in with like something that is more like an internal goal that like you want to feel a certain way. You want to be able to push this. You want to be able to you know, carry your school bag without being out of breath, like things like internal goals as opposed to external goals. And that really, like when she said that to me, I was like, that makes so much sense. But I do think there is miseducation because I know I was fortunate enough to have like those sit down PE classes, but I do think there could be a lot more like in the curriculum, like teaching, teaching people the right thing, like about diet culture and not to fall into like these silly diets that are like advertised everywhere. Yeah, it's like I never I only ever did like say home ec as kind of like one of these transition year classes. But in, trans, in transition year, you're not paying attention to anything yeah. like you're sixty, you're literally running around. Yeah. But I, I 100 percent agree. You were very, very fortunate with that teacher. So wherever that teacher is, thank you. Yeah. Um, you've spoken about we were talking off air about moving away, getting girls in particular to move away from the cardio area uh, into kind of lifting weights. Mm. What is your biggest piece of advice that if if that was you potentially i don't know five ten years ago what was your biggest piece of advice to someone at that starting off on their journey i just think like because everyone says this to me and they're like oh my god how do you get gym confident i'm so scared to go into the gym like it's terrifying and i'm like okay go in with a plan get yourself like either an online coach or a pt or something and get them to show you what to do because i think that's something that really helped me when I started off is like I had I used to write in my notes in my in my phone and I'd have what I wanted to do and if I was stuck on something I'd YouTube a video on how to do it I have a little plan headphones in and I just did it and the one thing as well I would say don't let anyone intimidate you because I know the gym can be really really intimidating especially like you hear the big bodybuilders you hear like people are staring at you no one's staring at you and if anyone is making you feel intimidated that's on them like I just think that just shows their bad like personality whereas like you're in there you're in there to like get fit get healthy and like no one should be stopping you going into the gym and doing that so I just think like have a plan know what you're doing and if you're stuck with anything ask a PT like I always say this but it's their job like if you don't know say for example you don't know how to do an RDL and you think like you're hurting your back it is the PT's job to show you the right exercise and how to do it properly you know and safely yeah i the thing is we're kind of like sometimes from working in a gym what can happen sometimes if you do approach a pt they're just scrolling on their phone so it is it like it it is one of those things that's it's it's an absolute pet peeve so what i would potentially do is if you see one of the pts kind of walking around approach them yeah and they'll they're they're the ones that are making the effort to go around to talking to people Mm. they're the people that you were kind of looking to 
should be looking towards to kind of get a coach it's not the person that's going to be sitting down scrolling their phone when they're meant to be working it's a person that's actually a a human i think that's the biggest problem with the industry is there aren't enough empathetic coaches it's improving that's a module we took in sports science and it was like empathy like when like working with people and like actually finding out their backstory like if they're kid, if they're a mom with kids, like how you know, like to actually, because I feel like I've been to so many coaches that just don't care. If they are like, okay, you're this height, this weight, there's your plan, off you go, good luck. Whereas like, not a lot of coaches go into like the mindset of it, and it is really important to get everyone's backstory if you're going to coach someone successfully. I think particularly girls because I think girls have that extra. Um, thing of dealing with their cycle or working with their cycle should i say and And i've had suffer with their cycle i i don't know how you guys do it i really don't from working with i don't know how i I, I don't know how any of the girls do it because (laughs) i've had girls with like pcos and then i've i've had girls who've been so messed up by coaches Mm. who have had amenorrhea and we've had to work no i literally had a coach do that to me like it was awful and i like because i just started out whatever I'm like she gave me whatever I was on like 20 grams of fat if even and I was like grand doing it away six months later no period and I was just like well this sucks and it's like really worrying because you're you can feel it in your body that your hormones are all over the place and like yeah okay so losing your period that's fine but it's like the hormonal stuff that goes on in your body as well like you'd be crying you'll be angry and then you don't have any period and it's because your nutrition and your macros weren't like correctly done yeah it's it's one of those things like it's i know it's it it can be it's very 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 different for girls on their cycles and stuff like that and everyone some girls get them very very painful some girls are get them easier than others but it is one of the most natural things that can happen to a girl and for you to lose your cycle or to any girl to lose their cycle please go and seek help from someone that knows what they're doing and if you have a coach that's made you lose your cycle for the state of aesthetics it's it's just not worth it like it, yeah. it, it it's happening too much now and I, what like i've what i've seen is some girls that i've seen like you look at their physiques and they look incredible nick and then when you can't start, start talking to them they have no cycles no. and they're only like 22 23 years of age and it's just like for sure when I was going competing um for the first time so I basically had a massive whatever I coached myself I ended up coaching myself and I was talking to one of the girls that was a pro and obviously like I really was like wow you're amazing like your absolute goals now she was a pro in like the fitness category so I'm bikini which is a little bit of a softer look so it's not as like shred so I was like she was like oh yeah like I know when I lose my period that means I'm stage ready. And I was like, do I have to lose my period? You don't. You don't have to. I've prepped for shows and not lost my period and still looked lean. So just a disclaimer there. Wow. I, I haven't heard that sentence. That's mm. pretty shocking. Okay. Uh, that's, pr- pretty, that's a pretty negative image. Uh, you are incredible pro- promoting body confidence um, up on social media. And that's why I wanted to get you on mm. um, in relation to kind of talk about kind of like embracing cellulite and stretch marks and stuff like that because i think that is it was perceived as a negative i think there's there's companies like the likes of dove and stuff like that doing kind of body confidence uh adverts for for girls who have had eating disorders girls who have say alopecia or something like that mm-hmm. 
is there enough being done to kind of change that whole thing? Because obviously everyone's aware of the Gymshark ad that has yeah, that's kind of blown up. Yeah. Is there enough being done to, to kind of look after girls in particular in in the, the, the media and fitness and stuff in general? I do think it's getting better. Like, I think that like I follow a lot of pages. I've basically changed all the people I follow and I follow a lot of pages that I feel like I get a lot of value out of and I feel that like put a positive message like body wise out there but I do think like I know a lot of influencers that like won't share this part of their life and that's totally cool like you don't have to but I'm just like the whole thing is is like the reason why I share it and I push it is because I think there needs to be more like it is better and you definitely see it on Instagram like you know people doing like you know pose versus relax and you see that but I do think like it can be better because there's a lot of edited photos out there and I think like I even would be talking to girls and they're like oh like you know I just want to look like this and I'm like that girl doesn't even look like that girl I'm just like you know like these are perfectly timed pictures and I feel like there's not enough like knowledge out there because uh, obviously I'm in the industry so I understand what's edited I understand like people smooth out their skin and they look when people look untextured it's not real whereas like a lot of girls especially younger girls are like whoa is that that's what you have to look like and that's not like that's not human that's not real so I think there is like it's definitely a better movement like I feel like on Instagram there is like a big kind of movement towards body positivity but I do think like there could be more but I do think it's getting better what would you do to kind of create more of it I don't know I just think like obviously like I do think that like me like influencers posting like the real the reality of it like I love pushing reality because like that's what I am like that's and I don't I don't ever want anyone to come onto my page and feel bad and be like oh like I wish I had smooth skin like Kiki because I don't have smooth skin like I have cellulite I have stretch marks and I never want that so I just think it is really important for like big pages, big brands to be pushing like body positivity and inclusivity. Um, but it's like, it's obviously going to take a while because there's a lot of like edited photos. I know that they were saying after that, um, I think in the UK that they were putting, they're talking about putting a bill in that you have to disclaim when your photo is like altered, like photoshopped. But I don't know, would that help? Would it stop people photoshopping? But that's, how would you I don't know how you'd regulate that like because how are you going to check up on someone if they've unless they run some algorithm behind it to kind of I don't know we're not IT people as you if you saw us before the podcast we're not IT people at all Um, but I'm sure it could be done might stop people overly editing stuff um in relation to the the negativity on socials and stuff like that have you had to have you had met much negativity towards yourself on neg- on, on that side of things that you have you been trolled at all on how have you coped with it um no like to be fair I've never been like trolled I've seen like people like there's like like mothers like influencers that are mothers being absolutely torn to shreds I've never been torn to shreds now but I have obviously like I get comments I get dms sometimes and like I kind of literally I just delete them and I ignore them. I like wish all the positive vibes on these negative people because I'm here. I think because I'm here doing my thing, I want to help people. I'm here to like help people. So I'm like not bothered if someone doesn't like it. So I like just wish all the positivity. And like, I just think that if someone 
takes time out of their day to like go message you to tell something that's like bothering you, bothering them about you. I just think that that person probably needs a bit of positivity in their life. So I'm just like, I don't even react. I just leave it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I got my first ever troll last week, two weeks ago. I got told I look like a prepubescent 14 year old boy. Oh my God. I literally have heard it all about myself. I have the thickest skin ever. Like I have had every single thing attacked on my physical appearance, but to me, physical appearance is like just this, like it's just the surface of a person. I'm like, I'm so much more than my physical appearance. So like if someone attacks me on like, oh, you have a big head or, oh, you have this, I'm just like, okay, but I'm a nice person. Yeah, it's it's their own insecurity pushing onto you. Um, And I think one of the, I know someone else who has had like death threats Mm. pushed towards them on social media. And like he had, he's had mental health issues. He's so open about it. Mm. But his, his comment back is, I hope you have a nice day. And then they get really thick about that because they haven't, he hasn't reacted. He can't win. I think with the kind of to not react. Yeah. Like you're better off just kind of ignoring the master, deleting the whole thing. Um, But it's definitely one of those things that I think if you, I think some people can think that because people are putting themselves out onto the media, or if it's like a football or an athlete or an influencer, something that because they're putting themselves out there, that they almost have a right to kind of knock them off the perch. Which is like, you have to remember that everyone on social media has a dad, has a mom, like everyone is like a person. So I just think sometimes you have to be really careful what you say, because you don't know, like I have a really thick skin, so you can pretty much say anything to me, I'm I'm fine. But like, you don't know if you say something to someone and they read it and that might affect them for like, God knows how long. And it's just because you've gone out of your way to be nasty. And I just think I have no place for it. Like, I just don't think it's like acceptable really to do. But yeah positive vibes um <laughs> we're gonna go into the the training and stuff like that because you have you've launched glute bands as, glute bands, uh, as well mm-hmm. um when people are starting out on say if it is a girl looking to kind of grow quads the glutes um and the, and the legs and stuff like that where would you start is there a kind of particular rep range is there a particular exercise that or main exercise that you would kind of focus on um in relation to kind of getting someone to where they want to go Yeah, so a lot of my plans would be very like lower body focused because that's all the girls want to do. They want to grow their quads, they want to grow their glutes, hamstrings. So I think if you're looking at growing glutes, hamstrings, quads, you obviously need to train them a little bit more. I'm not saying you need to train them like seven days a week, but if you want to grow your glutes two days a week, you need to be like training them. Um, For me, how, how I kind of approach glute training is I will do like a mixture of rep ranges and so like I'll do a mixture of compound compound exercises and a mixture of rep ranges. So for me, for glute training, hip thrusts are like the holy grail. I literally just think like, honestly, they grew my glutes so much. Like I had no glutes and then I started hip thrusting and I was like adamant. I like, I didn't leave, I didn't bulk for a year, but I like maintained and kind of on highish calories for a year. And I was obsessed with hip thrust and I was like, all I was doing, I was doing a mixture of rep ranges and making sure that I was progressively overloading the weight. And I was like hip thrusting like 200 kg by the end of it. And I grew my glutes so much, but it was also a mixture of like, I was doing different exercises. Like I think pull throughs are great for the glutes. Um, and I would do a mixture of like isolation and compound exercises for glutes is what I was doing. 
And what about the glute bands? Is there, what's the big benefit for those? So the glute bands is more like, I would use them for like activation. And as well, when I'm training, I think hip thrusts with glute bands, like give you a different like hit on the glutes. So you can't go as heavy, but you're still getting that like fiery burn. It's a big burn. It's very bad. So that would be, say, if I was doing like normally when I train glutes, it would be like hip thrust, hip thrust variation with the band. And then we might, that's kind of how I do it. And that's how I feel that like proper, proper burn. Yeah, I think, I think what Kiki has just said there is, is really, really important to make sure that you are kind of varying things up and not just sticking to the same exercises all the time and trying to progressively overload, which means trying to kind of lift a little bit more weights progressively Mm -hmm. but also what i would advise there on that is if you're doing hip thrust make sure to kind of record yourself to kind of see if your form is correct because a lot of people even when i was in the gym this morning you can see some girls their backs are completely arched and you're like you're gonna wreck yourself yeah your chin is tucked to chest and then you don't have any hyperextensions. yeah it's the videos so many so many people are afraid of taking those videos though like, do you find that as a, as a coach when people are, do you correct when you're correcting form and stuff like that? Are people afraid to send those videos? Yeah. Like I had a girl actually yesterday and I was like, send me a video of you doing a deadlift and we will fix it. And she was like, I feel so weird. And it was in her house. And I was like, but it's okay. And I like, I send her back like a video of me talking her through it. But like, I don't know why it's such a big deal, but I suppose it's recording yourself and you feel silly because if you're doing something, I suppose for the first time, you do feel like, oh, I have no clue what I'm doing. Like I shouldn't be recording myself, but it's the best way to correct your form is to actually look back and see it because you can actually see where you're going wrong. And the only way you can do it is get better. Yeah, literally. That's the only way you can do it. Um, You talk about kind of doing things for you, uh, whether that be fitness, otherwise mental health training all that kind of stuff can you kind of go into that a little bit more and being kind of like selfish with your time but kind of looking after yourself at the same time yeah I just think that I'm quite selfish with what I do because obviously like when I'm training it's like me time and I'm making sure that like it's really important for my mental health as well like because you know when you it's I you know you surround yourself with people and they're like oh like why are you going to the gym like why are you doing that but like I set aside time to be selfish for myself because it helps me with my mental health as well like I feel so good when I do a gym session and I train for me if that makes sense and you're you're really lucky though you have your your sister and your boyfriend who are in the same headspace with their fitness and stuff like that do you find that you've kind of almost got a couple of pods of friends in relation to kind of social circle then you've got gym circle and then you've kind of got like another social media circle or how does it work yeah I definitely have like my influencer friends and then I have like I call them my influencer friends you know the ones that your friends on Instagram but you don't really like you do know each other but your friends on Instagram we've never um, met I, I like meet them and I'm like I feel like I know you and they're like we've never met before um and then like obviously I have my sister my boyfriend and like there's a couple of gym people that I really like get on with because we're very very like-minded but because my lifestyle is so focused towards the gym I find I like gravitate towards people that are very jimmy if you get me that makes a lot of sense it's yeah. it's funny though when you first start doing your own journey and stuff like that there might be a little bit of bite back from it's hard when you first start it's because re- everyone thinks oh you're, you're, you're gonna be shit crack andy with no just chicken and broccoli no but yeah and like i find like i found it really hard at the start because obviously i started when i was younger and like i was around my parents and they were like 
why are you eating the protein? Like it's bad for your kidneys. And I'm like, mom, it's not like, or she'd be like, you're getting very manly. I'm like, mom, I'm not like, do you know, it's kind of, you have to surround yourself with people who understand because it is really difficult at the start. How do you find the comments coming from the parents? Because I know you're coaching them as well now. Well, now they don't say anything because I'm like, mom, I have a degree. I know what I'm talking about. You paid for it. So listen up, listen up, you know? Um, And as well, because like, the sports science degree in DCU is very, very aimed towards like, um, it's not like people think, oh, sports science, you're running around a field. It's the one, like my final year, like your th- my thesis was all on like, it's all focused on the elderly and training and like kind of like cardiac patients and then people with diabetes, like there was like two options. So like we did so much research into like, people with diabetes and exercise nutrition and exercise like nutrition and diabetes so it was all very medically aimed if that makes sense so like I'm like mom you need to be doing this you need to be doing that or you're going to develop issues when you're older I was like you know so everything I do like they kind of take on board because I've done it in my degree and they always see like my lecture on on RTE so they're like that's your lecture and I was like yes I'm not like I I did do something in college you mentioned when we were off air, you were talking about when you were coaching your parents about creatine mm. and the kind of the supplements and stuff like that. Why do you think there's such a big, massive like misconception about creatine? Because I think guys, it's kind of, if you think about it, like guys are okay with it, but girls can be a little bit like yeah. it comes to protein and creatine. They're like, I'm going to get jacked or I'm going to get really manly looking if like it hurts my soul even saying it. But why do you think that misconception is? And can you kind of, put the kind of the, the myths to bed please i feel like creatine has been there as like a bro a bro kind of thing they're like all going to take the creatine and have a pre-workout you know i feel like there's been like a negative connotation around it because it's been like bodybuilders creatine get big get massive but like it's not going to do that it's literally one of the most researched supplements out there especially in the elderly like what we did a lot in college is like review articles on creatine and the elderly and training and like how it helps with bone density prevents muscle atrophy like it's really really good supplement and like me trying to get my mom taking creatine was like that was something else that was I literally sent her the article I was like read the abstract and just read it to me and then come back to me I was like that is written by scientists and then we were good we got her on I don't know how you coach your parents I, I, I've, my dad asked me for advice. Dad decided to go on a diet at the beginning of lockdown. I, yeah, stressful. Um, but I don't, I, it's, I don't know how you have the patience. My dad had a heart attack. So I was literally like, you are getting in shape and you're not like, that is that like, you're not like, we're not fighting about this. I was like, I will, I'm writing you a plan. I'm telling you what you have to eat. You need to be eating this amount of protein, this amount of carbs. I was like, there is no yes or no in this option. Like, cause I was just like, I felt like I needed to like step in with the diet. <laughs> I was like, fair, no play. fair play for doing that. You mentioned the kind of last question is you mentioned kind of like the, the positive accounts for you on social media, whether it be body image or kind of people to follow on social media. Are there any ones that kind of stick out for you? I love Rosanna Purcell. I think she's brilliant. She's a breath pressure. Like, I love looking at her stuff. I don't know. She's Irish. Do you know her? Yeah, yeah. She's from down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's from, but I just, I like, every time she posts, I'm really excited to see what she has to say because it's really, it's really real and it's really authentic. Like, that's something that, like, I really like 
And the other girl was, I think it's her, I, I don't know, her name is Dana Mercier. She's like, she's like a body positivity. I think she's like a million followers, but like, she's very like the exact same kind of vibes, like just kind of normalizing women's bodies and like normalizing, like what's a pose look, what's a like relaxed look, do you know? Cause I, I felt like even when I went like prepping for a show, I was like, well, when I get really lean, I'm always going to look unreal. But even when I was like lean, you still like, you still slouch and you still have like rolls and stuff. So I just think that like, there's this like big idea of like this perfect body look, but no one walks around like with their abs, like rock hard, do you know? So. Yeah. And I think now with kind of winter coming up, they're definitely not going to be rock hard. I think that's it's not going to happen. Fourteen season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The 40 foot will, uh, will not know what's happening to it. Yeah. Uh, Kiki, where can you've got your lives coming up, uh, coming back yeah. up, where can people and what times and stuff like that are they generally at? So I am running a 28 day challenge and it is on my Instagram and my YouTube channel as well. So we're doing half and half, but it's going to be safe anyway. And we're starting on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Irish time. 10 Perfect. Uh, where can people find out about your coaching and where can people find out about you? What's the Instagram handle and the website? So it's Kiki Fit, um, underscore Kiki Fit, underscore. And if you want to catch me for coaching, it's www.kikifit.ie. I'm going to put all the information into the bio, guys. So if you want to work with Kiki, please do head over to her website and do pop her a message and stuff like that. Kiki, thank you so much for, for coming on, giving so much of your time. The dog behaved. Um, Finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys if you enjoyed the episode at all guys please do tag us up on your stories and leave a review up on itunes so kiki thank you so much for coming on perfect thank you so much